Hello and welcome to another 9-Minute Bible Study. Our starting point, Acts chapter 2, and let's look at verse 25, where it said, For David speaks concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy with thy countenance. Now, that was the scripture that Peter quoted. And what becomes the second part of this message? The first part was what? This is that which is spoken of by the prophet Joel. Now, Peter begins the second part of the message, dealing with Jesus. He is getting ready to preach the salvation message that will lead to the saving of 3,000 souls. All messages still ultimately start with the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, Peter uses the word of God to establish the early part of the message. Verse 29 is when Peter begins the explanation of what he just said. Meaning, brethren, keep in mind that Peter is speaking in front of an all-Jewish audience. He's also speaking in front of an audience which has first-hand recollection of the events regarding the death of Jesus on the cross. They had either heard about it, or they were there, and they saw it. This was a unique audience, in the sense that so many of them would have been at least eyewitnesses of something Jesus had done. Men and brethren, let me speak unto you of the patriarch David, King David, patriarch, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. All someone had to do was just go to the graveyard of the kings, and there would be King David. He is established as, well, dead. Verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet, Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, is calling Peter a prophet. If you look at the book of Psalms, and if you view it more than just a song book, it is really a book of prophecy, a lot of it written by David, regarding the soon coming Christ. It really is a prophetic book in the sense of talking about the Christ. Let's keep going. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. So what did Peter say? David knew that God promised that the Christ would soon, one day, sit on his throne. Verse 31. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ. Now, what did David talk about? The resurrection of Jesus. 
It is vital to know this section of the scripture, because by knowing this section of the scripture, one can prove that the resurrection of Jesus was predicted well before it happened. The second part of verse 31, where it said that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. The point, when Jesus died, he went to the paradise section of what we call hell. There, the righteous believers, Abraham's bosom, was there, and they heard the message of Jesus. Then what happened? Jesus led them out, leading captivity captive. Jesus was not left there. He was taken out by God the Father. The second part of this, where it said his body would not see corruption. If you remember the account of Lazarus' being raised from the dead by Jesus. What was Martha's concern when they said, Jesus said, roll away the stone? Lord, he stinketh. After four days, bodies begin to decompose. It seems like when the breath leaves, the body begins to decompose. So, that was Martha's concern. For Jesus' body not to decompose, he would have to be raised from the dead as he established in his ministry by the third day or on the third day. It is vital for Jesus to be raised from the dead before the end of the third day. So what do we have? This is a key part of the Christian faith. We have on the third day, God raising Jesus from the dead. After three days, Jesus left the tomb. I know a lot of people would say, oh, they rolled away the stone to let Jesus out. If you read the rest of the account of the resurrection, Jesus didn't need doors to be open for him to walk through doors. He didn't need them to roll away the stone. He could walk through it. So why was the stone rolled away? So we would know that God raised Jesus from the dead. What caught the woman's attention? The stone was rolled away. The body wasn't there. What caught everyone's attention? The stone was rolled away. The body wasn't there. Then Jesus showed himself to his believers as that day went on. Understand something. The Christian faith depends on God raising Jesus from the dead. If you're looking at the three cornerstones of the Christian faith, it is Jesus the Christ, Jesus dying on the cross, shedding his blood, God raising Jesus from the dead. On this day, when Peter gave this message, he was driving home a point which for many, they had not really yet heard, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I've heard people say, well, 
Peter didn't talk a lot about the cross. They were there. It's only 53 days later. They know Jesus died on a cross. What they did not know was that God raised Jesus from the dead. This is why the day of Pentecost is so important. What they saw was a further confirmation to what the Holy Spirit was doing, that God raised Jesus from the dead. Everything that happened on Pentecost, it really drives home this point. God raised Jesus from the dead. And this would become the key point for these people to believe in order for them to become believers in Jesus, in order to be saved from their sins. And we'll pick up with this in our next lesson.